Come on, everybody. Let's give the Lord a big shout of praise. Give the Lord a big love blessing. Come on, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I said hallelujah. The Lord shall be praised. And the Lord shall be lifted up and his name shall be exalted for there is no other name his name is above every other name every knee is gonna bow every tongue is gonna confess jesus christ is lord Hallelujah, Lord. Amen and amen. You may take your seats. Good evening, good evening, everybody. I want to say how wonderful it is for us to be in the fellowship of the saints and for us to enjoy this wonderful evening together. Uh, I presume that this is after the two years that we've gone through the pandemic. And it is a tremendous, tremendous joy. Today, I want to say a big thank you to my pastor, Harold. We are so blessed that you are in our lives. We are immensely blessed. We are honored to have you watching over us, praying over us, covering us with your prayers. And so in like manner, Pastor, we bless you and we tonight, we honor you as a true man of God. Amen. God bless you. And also we thank you, Maud. You are such a blessing to us. Amen. I don't want to say too much about Maud because if I say something wrong, then she will burn my shirt tomorrow. And so uh, I just want to be in a safety net here. But uh, Pastor and Maud, I want to say to use as the church here knows that KwaZulu Natal has had some major issues. Apart from the pandemic, we had the looting, which messed up our economy. And many of those places have not been restored. Then we've had the two floods. The one is in um, uh, April and the other in May. And uh, that was devastating. People lost their homes. I visited homes where people had their homes here and it was in a mess here. And people died, literally died. And uh, you really didn't get the right count. And then all of a sudden, I get a call from um, Pastor and Maud, and they talked to me about it. Then the next day, they called me, and I was so blessed and encouraged that both of them together with the church and uh, all that is associated with what they are doing here, they have sowed half a million rand into the flood that has happened in KwaZulu-Natal. We say a big thank you. You know, it's one thing having the money. It's another thing just to know someone is supporting you. 
it was very devastating, very lonely. Because when I went to those homes, it was empty and lonely. And during that time, for you to walk in and say, Clive, I'm going to stand with you. You don't know what that meant. And we want you to know, we don't take those things lightly. We highly, highly appreciate it. And I waited to come and say this here publicly because I want you to know, you are such an inspiration, encouragement in our lives, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So thank you all. Also, we want to thank uh, all those that helped me when I come here. Uh, according to what we've heard, that uh, on our television program, where we use uh, the services from Little Falls, the technical side is highly, highly skilled. And Wesley and all the others that helped me, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate that. And we pray God will bless all these men that we do not see, but they are there to promote the gospel. And so we really say thank you. Amen. Now, when I finish to welcome the people, you must clap like I never told you to clap. So tonight, we're coming live from a beautiful Holy Ghost-filled church in Rudaport called Little Falls Christian Church. It is pastored by my pastor, Harold and Maud Weitz. And so today, on Spirit of Prayer, we want to welcome you to Little Falls. I want to read for you today from the book of Acts chapter 2. And I read from verse number 1 to 4. And this is the verse people read about the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting and they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. It sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, we are celebrating this wonderful feast called the Feast of Pentecost. Now, you know, from the Feast of uh, Passover to the Feast of Pentecost, it is 50 days. And so, when Jesus ascended to heaven, He told His disciples, you need to go back to Jerusalem and tarry there until I endure you with power. Now that power is called dynamis. It means dynamite. That means if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, your name is dynamite. Some of you don't know. You are sitting next to a dynamite. That's a revelation for you. 
So take that dynamite very safely home tonight. Now, you need to understand the church of Jesus was born with fire. The Bible says there was a rushing wind. Then the Bible says there were cloven tongues of fire. And then the Bible says they spoke in language that they didn't learn. You see, folks, let me just say this to you very quickly. Don't come to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you come with one mind, I want to speak in tongues. Let me just say this to you. You cannot learn to speak in tongues because it's the language of the Holy Ghost. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will give you tongues. Come on, somebody. I don't want the imitation. I want the genuine. Come on, somebody. I don't want something from somebody. I want something from God. And when you speak in tongues, it's not something you learned because the Bible says, out of your belly will bubble up rivers of living water. So let's just share it today. As we are sharing about the Holy Ghost, for those of you that don't know Jesus, you need to understand, before you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you must be saved. Because when you become a child of God, God gives to you the gifts of God. You remember, we called ourselves once the charismatic church. And the charismatic church exposed people to the Holy Ghost, exposed people to the gifts of the Holy Ghost, and the charismatic church brought life. In other words, charisma means the gifts of God. And so when you trust God, be careful when you get the Holy Ghost. Don't become familiar with Him. Always respect Him. That's why the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot be grieved. And when you grieve the Holy Spirit, He leaves. But when you reverence the Holy Spirit, when you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, when you understand that you cannot live one life in church and another life out there, you then welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. One thing I've learned about the Holy Spirit, because I was very timid. You would not believe it that in, in school, I was very timid. Matter of fact, I never wanted to be a preacher. Matter of fact, I never thought about being a preacher. Matter of fact, I didn't want to be in the church because I was spotty and I used to play football. And one day the Lord said, listen, you can't play for Liverpool. Now, I know who laughed, all the Man Uniteds. <laughs> but the point I'm making to you, that the Lord said, leave the goals and save the souls. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so, when I came out, I, I don't know why, I was just hungry to receive the Holy Ghost. And when I received the Holy Ghost, I began to preach in the corners of the street. 
I began to preach in uh, the trains and in the buses. People say, how come you did that? You just told us you were timid. You're not a public speaker. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you have the spirit of boldness. Come on, somebody. You have the spirit of boldness. I say, listen to me now, because I believe by the time you finish the season, Pastor, with Pentecost, people here who have been timid, they're going to be bold as a lion. I believe you're going to be bold as a lion. You're going to stop allowing the devil to intimidate you. You're going to tell him, pack his bag and go to his mother-in-law. You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying to you, <laughs> come on now, let's get serious, Pastor. I am saying to you that too many people succumb. The Holy Ghost makes one noise and oh, you suffer with fear. I say today, we cast that spirit of fear out. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Can I have a witness in the house? Amen. We're going to have boldness. I'm telling you, we're going to have so much of boldness, fire is going to come out of your eyes. We're going to have so much of boldness, that thing you never prepared, God's going to let it come out of your mouth. Because boldness is going to make you speak the Word of God with authority. Come on, somebody. The devil is under your feet. Holy Ghost believers are not afraid of the enemy. Come knock at my door. I'll give you something. You touch my children. I'll get the whole church to fast and pray. You mess with my body. I pray the stripes of Jesus. Holy Ghost people don't take a step back. They actually stand and they move forward. We just don't defend. We attack because we have the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is not just getting a little bit happy. I get happy when I go to the beach. Holy Ghost comes, makes you bold as a lion. Amen. So when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, your entire life should change. Everybody who took advantage of you, everybody who nudges you, everybody who treats you like the tail and not the head will start giving you respect because you're not the tail. You are the head. You're not from below. You are from above. Are you listening to me? When you have the Holy Ghost, you fear no evil. No evil can touch you, intimidate you, but not touch you. And so... When you have the Holy Ghost, the other thing that comes to you, which is so powerful, is a spirit of joy. Mm. Some people come to church baptized in lemon juice. They sulk and they sour. And then someone next to them laugh. And they looked at you as if you didn't ask my permission to laugh. Listen, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to tell you something wild now. That we had gone through the pandemic. We have gone through the looting. We have gone through two floods in, a, in, in just two years. But the devil, the flood, the pandemic, nothing will steal my joy. 
Come on, somebody. I'm coming out victorious. I'm not going to let anything put me down. I may be down, but I'm not out. I'm a comeback kid. I have the joy that the world didn't give it, and the world cannot take it away. Amen. You can mess with all these things that come, but I've got the Holy Ghost. I'm going to laugh. Ha, 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 in the devil's face. Until he gets sick, suffers with a migraine. You know what the devil has to do? He has to go get a grandpa tablet. When I wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, my goodness, when Pastor Harold wakes up in the morning, I wonder what he needs. He needs now an injection. <laughs> you need to understand, when we have the joy of the Lord, we are no more weak, but we are strong. We are no more down. We are up. Hallelujah. The devil can come and ruffle our feathers, but he cannot take us out. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Do you know when you stay enough sad, the demons come and find opportunity to hang around you. Because demons are attracted to sadness, destruction. Demons are there to put you down. I'm telling you right now, there are demons now released to pull you down. Don't believe that preacher from KwaZulu-Natal. Don't believe him. He doesn't know. He's crazy. I'm telling you, you're going to get crazy. You're going to stand for God. Even when people put you down, you've lost something, some bad news. You're going to get up and you're going to call those things that be not as though they are. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Pastor, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. Can I hear a witness in the house? You're not a victim. You are a victor. You shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb. You are more than a conqueror. You will rise up. You will shout. You will praise. And I'll tell you right now, your walls of Jericho is coming down, 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 because you got joy. Hallelujah. You need to have the joy of the Lord. And this joy is so powerful. You see, uh, when you read about the Holy Ghost with the prophet of Joel, Joel says something very powerful. He says, listen, there are four types of locust. Canker worm, palmer worm, word worm, crawling worm. Four types. Right? Now, Pastor, I did a little study. What happens is one locust eats all your leaves and your fruit. Another locust come, eat your branches. Another locust come and eat the bark. But there's another dangerous locust comes and eat your root. You see... When you come to devastation, 
My business shut down. My finances in a mess. My marriage is going nowhere. My children are rebellious. My health is not going well. Then God steps in. He says, I will restore. God says, I will restore what the four locusts have eaten. I will never leave you vulnerable to the devil. I told you, I will protect you. There are warrior angels at your four-corner post with flaming swords of fire. I say to you, I give you not the blood of bullocks and animals, but I give you the blood of my son. You put it upon your doorposts and your lintels. Upon your house in the night, there's a pillar of fire. Upon your house in the day, there's a pillar of cloud. And the Lord surrounds you with fire. Everything the devil stole, God will restore. Come on, somebody. Devil, you can't take my stuff. You're going to pay it back. You're going to pay it back. You know, during the time of the pandemic, I had bought some airline tickets before. And the week I supposed to go, this pandemic came, couldn't go. Wrote my thing letter, told them I can't make it. I'm not a no-show, brother. You know what I'm talking about. But they finally said they can't pay me. So we wrote them a couple letters, and they said they can't pay. Spoke to some people. They said they can't pay. I took the file. I gave it to my accountant. I said, put it away somewhere. I don't want to see it again. Everybody lost money. Everybody lost something. Clive Gopal must lose something. So put that away. Then I came here for something and I was going home. I went to their desk. They said, we can give you the tickets now. I said, what about accommodation and car? They said, well, you have to phone so and so. So I phoned them 10 times. Nothing happens. So I gave up. Then all of a sudden, somebody called me. Somebody connected me to people in the office. Do you know within two weeks, everything they said they cannot do, they did. Everything I lost was restored. I'm saying to you, God is our restorer. God will restore. You know, I, I'm telling you right now, you cannot allow the devil to take your stuff and make a joke out of you. Listen, you're not a joker. Listen, you don't belong to the circus. You belong to the mighty army of God. You running with God. And I'm telling you right now, everything the devil stole from you, God's giving it back. God's giving it back. God's giving it back. Now, let me explain something. I want to explain something. In people's minds, their restoration sounds like you banged your car and you give it to the a person who is a panel beater to repair it. Now, I had some uh, accidents. Panel beater, whenever you put your finger on it, something didn't settle well. Because they can never bring it back to its original. Sometimes you don't even know until you meet somebody that got that kind of knowledge. 
the paint is not of the same. It looks the same, not the same. So what, what I did, I looked this up. What is restoration? Because a lot of Christians think when you lose something, God sends you to the paint shop. But according to the Bible, according to the Bible, restoration means God takes what the devil destroyed and he returns it to you in its original form that you don't get a second hand, you get a brand new. Come on, somebody. That's what restoration means. You see, pastor, lots of people, they want to live on handouts. Lots of people, they want to take second hand. I'm here to tell you, God is about to restore. You lost something? I'm telling you right now, it's coming back to you. When you finished, when you finished with the Pentecost, when you finish with the Pentecost, your anointing is going to be like a magnet, attract everything you lost. Let me say one more thing before I move on from here. Restoration. This brother stole money from me. So in a human mind, he must pay my money back. But I learned in God's economy that sometimes your restoration doesn't come back from the person who stole. God used other sources. Oh, come on, somebody. God used other sources. And I'm telling you right now, other sources, those doors, as I preach, I sense those doors opening up for you. I sense some doors that were shut. God is opening that door because restoration must take place. I cannot preach because to make you happy, I have to preach for revelation. And revelation means I'm going to walk in that word. Are you listening to me? Why do you want to pray? Why do you want to prophecy? Why do you want to read the Bible and not walk in that? I ask you a question. Why you don't want to walk in it? If I say God is restoring, I'm going to say I'm restored. I'm restored because God will do what his word says. And the Bible says God's not a man that he will lie. God will not give you a promise and then pull it away. If God gave you a promise, His promise is A and Amen. A and Amen. And so you today need to trust God. I am believing God. You know, I was thinking about it. Many Christians, they don't understand the Holy Ghost. According to me, the Holy Ghost is like a rushing, gushing or a river. And you know what many Christians are doing? While the Christians are swimming with God, they're looking at the Christian and say, Wow, look at her. Oh, she's extremist. Look at him shouting too much. Look at him dancing too much. Look at him singing so much. You devil, why don't you jump into the river? Some of you watching other people blessed and you're becoming jealous. And God says, I got more for you. Why don't you jump in the river? 
People are watching everybody enjoying the blessings of God. People are getting anointed. There's healing. There's prophecy. There's miracles. There's supernatural things are taking place. Let me tell you something. If you live in the desert, that's where you will find demons operate. But when God's Holy Spirit is moving, devils can't operate. Can't operate because God's presence, you know, the devil cannot handle God's presence. God's presence is so powerful. Just by the blood being upon your doorposts, just by the blood being upon your windows, that devil will have to go to your neighbor. Because your house is highly anointed. Your house is highly anointed. I'm telling you, and I'm not saying this to just make you feel happy. I'm telling you because I believe it. I pray it over my house. I pray it over my neighborhood. Because I live in that neighborhood. I say that no evil shall come in that neighborhood. No arm will come. No wickedness will come. Every weapon that was assigned to us, it shall not prosper. I speak confusion in the enemy's camp. I say like the Midianites, they'll kill one another while we will rejoice in the victory. I pray throughout this week when you pray and this river flows, no hijacker is going to touch your car. I pray right now, no murderer can take a gun pointed at you. I'll tell you right now, I heard testimonies that people wanted to shoot and when they tried to pull the trigger, the trigger got jammed. I tell you, God works in miraculous ways. You are not, you are not a victim of crime. You are a child of God. You are filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost. You are more than a conqueror. Don't be afraid. You see all these things that they put out in the papers, they put out in the media, they want to intimidate you. They want to intimidate you. And what happens? Everybody, instead of going forward, they go 10 steps backwards. I tell you, friends, there's no way that you are not going to suffer some casualties. But I can guarantee you, you're going to win the war. I guarantee you, you're going to win the war. We are not going to put the red flag of surrender. We're going to win the war. And some people say, well, Pastor Gopal, I received the prophecy, but nothing is happening. Let me just share that with you. When you get a prophecy, when you get prayer over your life, that's when things should turn better. But I'm here to tell you it is going to get worse. And you say, Pastor Gopal, now you said you're not a doom and gloom preacher. I say to you, it's going to get worse. I'll tell you why it's going to get worse. You only know what's happening. The devil knows what God's doing. 
He's going to fight you until you give up hope. He's going to fight you until you don't believe in the prophecy. He's going to fight you until you don't pray. But if you're a true child of God, if you have discernment, you will know what God promised, He will provide. Come on, somebody. How are you listening to me? Is somebody in the house? I said, is somebody in the house? Now, let me try and land this so we can come back tomorrow night. You see, folks, you cannot be baptized in the Holy Ghost and not win souls for Jesus. You cannot divorce souls and baptism in the Holy Ghost. Because when you got the Holy Ghost, you have what I call holy verbal diarrhea. Are you listening to me? You see, lots of people, they think, well, pastor, 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 you must win the souls. That's not what Pentecost is for. Pentecost is to enable every child of God. Pentecost is to put God's power that you become armed and dangerous. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you right now, Pentecost is going to change your attitude, how you are going to go forward. And even though there are times of difficulty, there's times of challenging, there's times of hardship, there's times where you think, well, I just thought I'm putting things together, but the wheels are coming apart. If you have the Holy Ghost, you'll not surrender. Come on, you'll not surrender. You are going to put your faith in God. You're going to say, Though he slay me, I will trust him. Now I want to ask you a question. This year, I finished 43 years full-time ministry. Three years in Bible school full-time. Do you think this is a package that was there 43 years ago? Every day, I have to depend on the Holy Ghost. Do you know, when you start to go into battle, you get weary. So you have to go and be recharged, refreshed. Many people don't understand. Every day, listen, starting tomorrow, don't go into prayer until you first prayed in tongues for at least 15 minutes. Small assignment. Intercessors should not pray in their language. They should pray in the Holy Ghost. For we don't know how to pray. But the Holy Ghost teaches us how to pray. And the Holy Ghost knows what we should pray. So I'm asking you that tomorrow morning when you get up, you're fresh, 
you want to go out and you now want God to give you opportunity to guide your path, to direct your ways. You bring your life to realignment and you tell him, Lord, I surrender. You go speak in tongues. I'll tell you what. You, from a lightweight, you'll become a heavyweight. The lion starts to roar. And when the lion starts to roar, evil runs for cover. Tongues is the language of the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, even when you're discouraged, you feel so strong. It's no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. I have my victory that is filtered through the cross. For I have the power of the Holy Ghost, not because I'm a pastor, but because I've come via the cross. And you can never receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost until everything in you is filtered through the cross. I'll tell you why, Pastor, and I close. The Holy Ghost cannot anoint flesh. Flesh stinks before God. So how can the Holy Ghost help me? I go through the cross. The cross says this to you. I take up my cross daily. I deny myself. I come out and I say, it's no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And now, when I've got nothing of, Cry, of Clive and everything of Christ, then the Holy Ghost can trust me to anoint me. Because you remember what John the Baptist said, he must increase and we must de decrease. That's what needs to happen. And I say to you, to, you, to you today, stop living in the flesh and want us pastors to lay hands on you. It'll be empty hands on empty heads. Oh, you got all kinds of problems and you want to say some magic. Pastor cannot perform magic. It's your surrender it's your complete dedication of your life to serve God. Do you want to finish the race? Do you want to be victorious at the end? Do you want to know that God will never leave you, nor forsake you, but be with you until the end of time? It is all through the cross. I'm not ashamed of the cross for it's the power of God unto salvation to all those that will believe. Give God some praise.
I wonder if the band is here. I called the band the other night and I said, band, come up here. And they came up and I never used them. It happens in the best of families, you know. How many of you enjoyed Pastor Clive tonight? It is a week in which we must fill ourselves with the Word of God and the Spirit, and it'll build up all the way through to the end of the week on next Sunday. And uh, you know, tonight I just happened to see 